Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Welcome to my first live show for 2024. Oh, are you excited for the new year? Here's wishing everyone a much better 2024 than we had 2023 and beyond. I am super excited about the guest I'll have on my show, who I'll introduce to you shortly. First, of course, um, as I am doing now, my new tradition is to read a blog from a couple of years ago. Um, and this particular blog post is entitled, The Evolution of Consciousness is Unstoppable. And I think this one is probably more true today than it was when I wrote it. And this is what it says. It is easy to look at the world and to be sad. There are so many unsettling things happening. People seem to be more divided than ever before. Yet this is not the whole situation. There is something else going on at the same time, something subtle yet profound. And although it is not apparent, you can see signs of it everywhere. Signs that people are becoming more aware and self-conscious every day. More people are meditating than ever before. People are looking into more practices of healing and personal development than ever before. In fact, when you pay attention to the right things, you will notice a flowering of consciousness. It is not a movement or a new religion. There is no centralized organization in charge of it all. Yet it is happening. Nonetheless, people are waking up to a new level of consciousness each and every day. And as more people wake up, it creates an ever-increasing wave of energy around the planet. It is an unstoppable wave a wave that will bring with it a new era for humanity. This does not mean there are no problems to deal with. It does not mean everything will be easy from now on. In fact, it actually means the opposite. As people realize what is truly going on in this world, there will be more challenges to deal with. And as our collective consciousness shifts, we will be more mobilized into greater action, for we will care more and be motivated more. We will love more. This flowering of consciousness is inevitable, and it cannot be stopped. So each day, as more and more of us open up to the great inner work of self-realization, we will affect others by our mere presence. We do not have to say a word. Actions will be besides the point. The frequency that is generated will be felt by all. And those who are ready will entrain to its vibration. With each breath we breathe, we serve the world. It may not be pretty along the way, yet that is only a temporary state. Consciousness will always continue to evolve, and each of us plays our own part 
in the great play. So where in your life can you seek greater understanding and compassion? How can you practice a more enlightened way to live? So I wrote this almost two years ago. It was actually in, in February of, of 21 or 22, 22. And it was an insight I got during a ceremony about no matter how destructive the world may seem, no matter, you know, who's in power or what kind of torture or, 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 or horrible things might be happening in certain parts of the world, that still there is this movement, this ongoing movement to greater and greater awareness, greater and greater understanding, greater and greater consciousness. And I, and I saw it, it was like a wave of light traversing the globe. And, and I've spoken to many different people who do different things, who are teachers, and, and it's amazing how much the messages they have are all the same. Yes, there's a, a rocky road ahead of us, but what's on the other side of that rocky road is something amazing to behold and and is something truly worth living for. And so I hold on to that dream of of the better world to come on those days when you know we get bombarded by all this bad news and all the violence in the world and i i just hold on to that dream because i i see it in lots of little ways and i know many people who do who facilitate inner work and and they're working around the globe and the healing that is going on and you know having been at the maps conference earlier this year in Denver and, and Rick Doblin stating that, that their goal was to have a, a zero net trauma world by 2027 or 2070. And I thought, what a beautiful goal that with whatever new trauma we might be experiencing, we're healing enough of the old trauma that it's a and I think as more people and more organizations start leaning into that direction, um, that we're going to see amazing changes in this world. <clears throat> may not be what we expect, may not be, you know, may not come about how we wanted it to come about, but it's inevitable. And that's why this this blog post is the evolution of consciousness is unstoppable and you can find it on talkradio.nyc slash blog. And if you like that writing and, and you haven't yet gotten my book, please feel free to check out um, the everyday awakening um, on Amazon and in all major booksellers. So now it is my pleasure to welcome to the show serial entrepreneur, international speaker, nine-time number one best-selling author, 
and someone I am honored to call my friend, Iman Agai. Iman is best... <laughs> Iman is best known as the co-founder of Action Era, a platform that assists, assists experts in building mobile apps to enhance their income and impact. Iman has developed more than 150 online courses for coaches, authors, speakers, and program leaders. He has presented at over 1,000 live and virtual stages, and is an, an investor in over 160 tech and medical companies. His TEDx talk, Nothing to Regret, is one of the world's top-rated speeches focusing on how to live a life with no regrets. He continues to make an impact by assisting entrepreneurs in building businesses aligned with their life's purpose. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Oman. Thank you very much, Sam, for having me here. Um, and thanks for that intro, um, when you were reading it, of course, I thought that uh, you went to the, uh, you you finished the the intro and then you continued. And um, it's always interesting and amazing to um, uh, to hear all of those uh, pieces of an intro and thinking that every time, every day, um, I wake up and don't think about any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, um, if you'd ask me, Iman, how would I intro you? I would say, just say Iman, our guy is a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I know exactly what you mean, because uh, end of last year, I got interviewed on, on a couple of podcasts and they read my bio and I'm listening to it. And it's like, I rarely hear, you rarely hear your own bio, right? And so you hear the intro, it's like, wow, like I did all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for having me here. This is uh, this is going to be a great uh, next hour together. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, we've got a few minutes before break, and I usually like to give my audience a little bit of context. I do want to talk about your TEDx speech, but but I want to give them a little context before that. So you you're you're living in North America in, in Canada and British Columbia, um, but but you're not originally from there, are you? No, no, I was I was born and raised in Tehran in Iran. Then I moved uh, to Vancouver when I was twenty five. Wow did did you ever suspect when you were a kid that you would move out of Iran? I actually didn't suspect to move out of Iran when I was 24, um, oh. until I was 24. In fact, when I decided to move to Canada, the morning of the day that I woke up, um, I didn't expect to move to Canada or want to leave Iran. And then by noon, uh, my wife at the time and I um, had a conversation. We're like, shall I think about this for about an hour and just just see if we want to and then by night um we just decided to move here and um and seven months later uh i was here wow well, was there some instigating thing was there something that said you know we've got to get out of here or or was it just there was an opportunity and you decided to take the opportunity well, the opportunity was there for us uh, from long before uh, my ex's parents were Canadian permanent residents uh, wow. since 2004, and uh, we never wanted to um, 
uh, to take advantage of that or um, come and stay here. And in 2008, um, there was a kind of a, every five years you need to renew your permanent residence card. So, um, so kind of like in 2008, our immigration lawyer, like my my wife's parent, my ex's parents, uh, immigration lawyer contacted her and said, if you want to stay permanent resident, you have to come to Canada. And then we said, we, we don't want to. Like, well, of course we don't want to. Why would we want to? And then by noon, we had a conversation. Like, shall we think about this for an hour? And then yeah. we thought about this. And then we're like, yeah, actually we want to. And so, um, but the reason, um, which I'm not sure if we can fit it before the break, um, yeah. is um, we get used to the situation that we are in, Sam, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. in Iran, we had a lot of strength that we had worked on. We have built a lot of connections and family and lots of other things. Uh, but we didn't realize about, we didn't realize the threats. And so when we thought about mm -hmm. it for an hour, those threats were stronger than the strength we had. Um... But in North America, we had all the weaknesses that we had to work on. And so, of course, we didn't want to move initially because we loved the strength. But then we looked at the list, a list of the weaknesses and we we're like, shall we work on these weaknesses and get the opportunities that come with it? And we said, yes. And there we go. We came to Canada. Wow. Wow. Uh, was now your your wife's your wife's at the time's parents were already here your family was still there. Were people surprised at your decision? Uh, no, actually, my wife's, uh, my, my, my ex's parents weren't living here. So they came here, they stayed here for 45 days, they decided not to live here, and they went back. So oh. they just had the permanent residency card. Um, there, my, my ex's father was a doctor, and, uh, and her mom was a physiotherapy. So they had an amazing life uh, back home. And when oh. they came here, they realized that um, they're not going to have that life here. And so they mm -hmm. decided not to live. But legally, they had the permanent residence card. And I see. I see. So when you got there, you actually had no family in Canada. No, we had no family, no connections, no friends. Right. Um, we started absolutely from scratch. Wow. And and so was your family in Iran surprised that you made that jump? Yes. And uh, yes. And um, it's kind of common for people who have the opportunity to leave, um, the many of them do. So mm -hmm. uh, they knew it can be coming, but they weren't expecting it to come. Right, when it happened. Okay, okay. I, I, I want to continue on that thread a little bit, but we're going to take our, our first break. Um, I see loyal listener Patty, as always. I love Patty. She's back home, I guess, in Tucson and listening in. Welcome, Patty. Thank you for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions during the show. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so please stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest, Imana Guy, um, co-founder of Action Era. And we're going to dive into some deep topics talking about nothing to regret. We'll be right back after this. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Aman, you come to to Canada in 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 uh, two thousand and eight, right? Yeah, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, yeah. and things didn't go quite as you expected, did they? Uh, no, they didn't. So, um, I landed here March two thousand and nine, and um, we were expecting that our money follows us, and it didn't. And mm -hmm. uh, 2009 was right after 2008 recession uh, when um, kind of where kind of people lost a lot of people lost their jobs and um, lots of companies were just firing people or laying them off and then um, nobody was hiring and so we were applying for one job after another after another and um, we ended up with uh, we ended up with kind of not being able to get any jobs and. Um, as every day was passing, our money that we had with ourselves coming here kind of went lower and lower and lower. And we almost got to the place that we're almost becoming homeless. We're like 17 days away from uh, not having the money to pay the rent and um, not being able to buy food. So, mm. um, and that was when I decided to start my own business. You know, um, Sam, there is a point in life that there is a failure that you do not accept. And um, and that failure for me was sleeping on the street, um, which was pretty low, actually, by the way. <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> what it was. I mean, um, and so 
And I got to that point, they said, if you don't give it to me, I'll build it myself. If you don't give me a job, I'll build it myself. And I started uh, my company at the time. And I'm not going to go to the details of that because there's mm -hmm. lots of things. But um, And I got lucky. And three days later, I found the first client who uh, paid me $1,800. And that money paid for the rent of the month and bought us food and Next month, I um, had the same client paid me another eighteen hundred bucks, and um, and somebody else uh, bought a eight hundred bucks per month package. And my wife found a job, and um, kind of like. But one thing I want to point out that I think is kind of extraordinary is these clients you found were paying you for something you didn't even know how to do yet. <laughs> that that oh, you, so you sold them on on the idea of something. And then once they paid you, they said, okay, now I got to figure out how to do this. And I think that that level of creative thinking is something we often bypass. Yeah, I think it's two things. Uh, one, creative thinking. Um, um, the second one is taking the risk based on your knowledge of your abilities. Yeah. Um, and I think the second one is even more important mm. um i've noticed over the years that i really rely on my ability on um on doing what it takes and i always ask myself are you willing to do what it takes to to do this and and truly honestly i um analyze what it takes not just randomly saying yeah I, I i'm willing to do what it takes without knowing what it is mm -hmm. uh, and when i know what it is I'll, I'll i'll consider them like are you willing to do this and if the answer is yes i'll take the risk i'm actually right now we're expanding uh action era and it requires one of those risks and a couple of days ago I put that together, I looked at the board, I was like, am I willing to take this risk? And mm. and and I saw what it takes and I said, yeah, you know, I'm willing to um, to do what it takes to bring this to reality. And so we are doing it. Um, and I noticed that that happens quite often, um, maybe maybe even at times, three times, four times, five times in the in in the in, in a year mm. that we look at something and um, I would take that risk based on what it takes, and 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 of course that keeps me on my toes. Um, that doesn't create a comfortable, easy life, but also creates something that I'm passionate and excited about, and um, and it's something that as long as it's aligned with my life purpose, it's aligned with my uh, with my excitement and passion and things I enjoy. That I do it. So. I'm curious, how did you go from basically being a, less than a month away from being homeless? How did you manage to get land a TEDx talk? <laughs> well, um, you can look at one thing from 80 different points of view. Yeah. and you, you kind of hear different things. So, so many things. Um, the particulars of landing a TEDx talk is actually not as complicated as um, the message that was in my TEDx talk. Yeah. So um, 
for any TEDx talk you apply and you submit your you submit your proposal for your talk, you record the two minute video and you have a conversation with the uh, speaking committee or whatever the process of that TEDx event is and um, and they just select you. Now, of course, it helped me big time um, that also the organizers of the TEDx event knew me really, really well. And wow. they were like, well, you know what, we want to actually come and speak. I had to go through the selection process, selection process again anyways, but um, but but they wanted me to speak at at the event. Um, so, I mean, um, that that's one thing, but but what it took to get to that place and and come up with that message um, was actually more interesting because a lot of people do their TEDx talk related to something that has to do with their business. Mm-hmm. And uh, my TEDx talk had absolutely nothing to do with my business. My TEDx talk was um, was a message that was about life. And I learned that message because when I was building my business and when I thought that I figured it out, uh, one morning I woke up and I was bleeding internally. And uh, when I went to hospital, doctors realized I've lost 60% of my blood. And when you lose 25% of your blood, you are at massive risk of getting a deadly heart attack. And uh, and I lost 60%. I didn't have enough blood that they could even perform a surgery on me to stop the bleeding. So um, they said, all we can do right now is give you blood transfusion and hope that that transfusion is faster than the blood that you're losing right now. And hopefully tomorrow morning, if you're still here, we're going to consider doing a surgery if it makes sense. So they connected me to blood transfusion and um, I kind of found myself on my deathbed in a matter of uh, in a matter of a day, like just hooked up to a blood transfusion, waiting to see if I'm gonna die or if I'm gonna survive. And um, and I started thinking about tomorrow and thinking about my funeral. I said, if I die tonight, you are gonna come to my funeral. And um, how are they gonna remember me? And it wasn't about how they are going to remember me as their perspective. It was more about what did I make of my life? And I realized that they're going to come and they're going to say, Iman, Iman was a nice guy. He was a web designer. And I just don't want to die a web designer. I actually never came. I, I didn't come to this world to be a designer. I came to this world to make a massive positive impact in people's lives. And yet, I, because I needed money, I had gave in to designing websites and I'm not a designer <laughs> anybody knows me knows <laughs> that I have absolutely no uh no passion or uh, or or even talent around design uh and yet that's what I was doing at the time I was just making money with with web design so anyways at that point Sam I realized that I have wasted my life at that point I realized to that point I was alive but I never lived I never lived through to my heart. I never lived through to my purpose. And when I survived my deathbed, I was released from the hospital the night before my 27th birthday, which 
was the biggest birthday gift that I've ever received in my life, which was the rest of my life. And um, it was like the universe was saying, hey, here is the rest of your life as a gift and go and make something of this life uh, from this point forward. And then I started a journey on um, on the search for my purpose, because to that point, I didn't even know what my purpose is. I just knew that I I, I never lived true to my heart, but I didn't know what that purpose is, what that what what I want, right? Uh, which is interesting because right now, when I hold certain personal development programs from time to time, I ask people, "What do you want?" And sometimes it takes us an entire day to pinpoint what it is that they want. And like we just some simply many people don't know their life purpose, don't know what they want. Um, and so that's a very interesting, very interesting thing. Um, but yeah, but I started, this, uh, I went on a path of search for purpose and um, then I started finding how, purpose. How long did it take you to find your purpose? Um, about a couple of years, but also that search never ends because yeah. your values can change. Mm-hmm passion can change and your um and, and when your values and your passion change um then then the purpose can potentially change because if you're not passionate about what you were doing before or if you are not uh having following the same values um then then of course things change but one thing with the values um just to be clear because sometimes i say this and people say what do you mean your values can change um values normally don't change often as much as passion change passion can change often but values um change when something major happens in your life uh, particularly something traumatic and major happens in your life for example somebody is very uh, like somebody's value is generating income and then they have a loss in family and suddenly their value becomes family or health or whatever, right? So um, so values can change quite often, not not quite often, but, but like as a result of some major changes. And and it's a very deeper conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I do want to touch upon that more, but just one question before we go to our next break, which is how did you know? What was the feeling that you had when you landed on your purpose that it felt right and my objective is to kind of give our audience a little bit of idea that if there's somebody listening and they're not quite sure what their purpose is that you know it's kind of like how do you recognize it once you land on it and and again it might change but at least for that moment in time in your life um The feeling is a feeling of excitement, but the problem with that is that there are lots of other things that can make you feel excited. Sure. Uh, so that wouldn't be necessarily the only thing that you can follow on, just like, hey, you know, I'm excited, so that's my Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Purpose. Um, so it's a combination of several things. Com combination of, is it aligned with your values? Is it aligned with your passion? Does it excite you? Um, and also, is it aligned with your eulogy? Uh, which which is interesting because um, one of the things that I started doing, I started having a living eulogy. Is like, how do I want to be remembered mm. when I die? Like so, uh, because uh, the the way I started looking at life is that every single day I'm writing the next page of my biography, autobiography. Mm. So. I am writing my book as I live, and and it's blank pages. Every single day is a blank page, and I get to write whatever I want. So if you have an ending in mind, is that 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 for me is my eulogy. It's like how I want to be remembered. And again, it's not about people remembering me. It's about how I want to live my life mm -hmm. more than anything else. Um, but but. Over time, I wrote several eulogies for myself, and 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 I made sure that what I'm doing today is how I want the final results be in life. Mm -hmm. And so, every day I just write another chapter by living it. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, great. We, we've got a lot of stuff to dive into. I got to take my next break, um, and when we come back. Um, uh, I want to talk just a little bit about like where you've gotten to today. Um, this idea of nothing to regret. Do you still have nothing to regret? And, uh, I do also want to talk uh, eventually by the end of the show about the evolutionary business council, um, because that's something I think that's important to both of us. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 PM Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc all over social media and all the major podcasting platforms. And we'll be right back with my guest, Amana guy and my friend in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. 
now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. So, um, so Mon, you've experienced a lot of challenges in your life, a lot of changes on a personal level, on a business level, and 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 you had this experience. And and if anyone hasn't watched Amon's TED Talk, TEDx Talk, please go to YouTube and watch it. We'll make sure to include the the link in the show notes. But still, do you not have anything to regret? Like, and and how do you like keep yourself from having something to regret in your life? Um, I ask myself honestly, like, if I die today, like this is one of the questions I ask myself: If I die today, would I regret anything? And from time to time, things come up um, that I would regret. And again. You you always end up regretting certain things, but what we are talking about here, here is lifelong regrets. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, oh, I regret not saying this word to this person, um, and, and then two days later you forget. We are talking about lifelong regrets, like, for example, working hard all your life and, and not enjoying uh, not enjoying the moments, not living true to your life purpose and getting to the end of your life and realize that to that point you were only alive, you never left. Um, we're talking about like lifelong regrets more than um, more than like, oh, I regret not, I, I, I regret having that cheeseburger last night. Like we're not talking about that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, um, and, and, and still like every day we're talking about like, lifelong regrets and um i ask myself is there anything that i would regret if i die today and if i do um for whatever reason i say what can i do to fix it now Mm. what can i do to solve it today what can i do to um uh to remedy it and um and then and then you take action and certain actions are going to be extremely difficult extremely difficult um you know me sam for i think six years or seven years and Mm -hmm. in the last few years you have seen the ups and downs that i've gone through and um and many of those big ups and downs were because there was a regret because Uh. i uh, looked at it as like if i don't do this I'm going to regret something massively. And Sam, sometimes also, there are certain things that you want to do. And um, and and if you do, you regret. So, um, so asking that question stops you from from doing certain things that mm. uh, that you would regret uh, for the rest of your life. So 
sometimes regrets come from doing things and sometimes they come from not doing not things. doing things yeah absolutely um, both um both require asking these questions like would you regret uh what would you regret when you die yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, one thing about you that from the first time we met i was always fascinated about was even if you your lack of attachment with what you're doing unless it's really something that's aligned and and i remember you saying that like you know you could build up a business to be very successful and then drop it if it's not fun anymore even though it's still generating income and and you're actually right now in the middle of a huge transition because people have known you for many years as like the online course creation guy like like you've trained you know, hundreds, thousands of people and how to create online courses, how to build a successful business around it. And now you're making this big shift, like your focus. And that's, and that's a hugely successful business for you. And now you're making this, this big shift action era. And I'm just curious, you know, like when you're, you're, you're making the decision to make this huge shift, like, isn't it challenging to let go and, and change something that you've put so much time and effort into and it's doing well and you're making a lot of money from it and now you're like, I'm, I'm going to do something else. And people like thinking, what are you, crazy? Well, they're not wrong uh, <laughs> about that part. But um, but yes, it takes a crazy to do that, uh, really. And and like, I mean, like it requires, it, it requires a ton of, um self-restraint it requires dealing with a lot of um uh, uh, feelings of grief it requires a lot of uh dealing with fear massive fear i mean last year i dropped two seven-figure companies because i wanted to get super focused on on the company that is barely making money mm -hmm. and um and of course anybody looks at it is like what's wrong with you uh like right and i'm like well it's scary it's complicated but i have a vision and to so you brought up fear for a second i i just want to stop you because it, it's something that's been in the conversation for myself lately how do you deal with that kind that level of fear because this isn't like tiny fear this is big fear we go back to where i started um I know I know what I'm building and I'm willing to do what it takes to bring it to reality. And um and and I know the fear comes from my weaknesses and and my my and and, and the way that you fix weaknesses is by doing what it takes to uh, to 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 turn them into a strength. So um if you look at SWOT analysis, SWOT analysis. Um, two things come from internal and two things are external. Uh, strength and weaknesses are internal and opportunities and threats are external. You can't do anything about opportunities and threats, but you can do something about your weaknesses and your strength. And I always take the bet on myself instead of taking the bet on the uh, on, 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 other, uh, on other situations, other people, other things. So um, I, I look at it and I'm like, if, am I willing to to fix these weaknesses and turn them to strength and 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 as a result take advantage of this opportunity? 
Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, which at many times I'm not, then I don't do it. And when I am, I go all in because I count on myself. And um, and and I have, um, as a result of this, many times uh, uh, caused uh, major discomfort, uh, mm-hmm. depression, uh, extra work, um, not sleeping uh, overnight and everything. And I'm fine with it because when I look at the result of it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? It was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. I lived true to my heart. Mm-hmm. I lived true to everything I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about something because, like you said, you, you dropped two seven-figure businesses. Most people don't even get to do one seven-figure business. But I'm curious, what is it about Action Era? Because I know it's not about the money for you. You know, I know you well enough. You don't you don't drop two seven figure businesses because because of the money of something else. What is it about this opportunity that you're working on that excites you so much that that would give you that level of confidence that like, no, I can put these things to the side because I really want to focus on this. There is an internal side and there is an external side. Um, I'll begin with the external side because the external side matters to me very big time. Um, We are in a time, Sam, where our next generation is getting distanced from very important knowledge of the previous generation. Mm. Um, If you look at 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, they are spending their time on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, not even Facebook. Um, They say Facebook is for old people. Um, (laughs) And by the way, I'm on Facebook all the time. But but, but really, like, they... um, they're spending their time watching TikTok and and Instagram Reels and um, and those platforms benefit from entertaining people and keeping people on those platforms instead of educating them on things that they really need to be educated. Right. They benefit from people's distraction. They make money by distracting people, and so Action Era as a platform that allows experts to create their own apps to be heard and to be seen and 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 get themselves in front of clients and the clients are using at their phone are using their phones that the clients are looking at their phones and the experts don't have the phone apps to be in front of the clients so i i have this massive fear of um where our world is going mm-hmm. for our next generation because our next generation is not getting the wisdom um that they need to be able to maintain the consciousness of humanity mm-hmm. um, and and i know a lot of us are working uh on that but when you look around the room the next generation is not sitting there yeah. It's the previous it's it's the previous generation. It's forty plus year olds who are sitting there yeah. and are talking about the future of the consciousness of the humanity, except that the future of the consciousness of humanity is not with forty plus. 
right. is with was with the 15 year olds and 16 year olds and 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 the and the 20 year olds that are distracted by stupid dances and um and sorry I'm videos you, yeah you know but but it, it but they are distracted by it by 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 non-educational entertainment yeah so why why i am focused on action era is because i want to create a platform that has the ability to give the tools to people who have that message and 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 prepare the road um for that that's external external so before you go into internal we got to take our last break come back i want you to wrap up internal relatively quickly so then we can talk about the ebc okay so everyone please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back with amana guy to wrap this all up for you be back are you a high achieving growth oriented leader are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy inclusive workplace hi I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, Iman, so what's the internal reason why you're so excited about Actionary? The internal is that I'm a very curious and open person to learn, and I want to challenge myself all the time with the latest things. And um, even though I've invested in a lot of tech and medical companies, I've never been the CEO of one mm. to uh, continue building it and, and expanding it. And so this is a fun challenge for me. And um, and I'd, I'm all in. And the reason that I closed the other two businesses was because I wanted to be all in. So mm. I'm all in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I want to talk about the Evolutionary Business Council because things have kind of evolved 
ever since I got involved probably seven, eight, nine years ago in a way I never expected. And um, Teresa de Grobois, who, who founded the organization, um, after after bringing a bunch of her friends who were leaders in the transformational industry together and saying, you know, we should have an organization of transformational thought leaders. And they all looked at her and said, yeah, why don't, when are you going to do that? And they all laughed because she had just told them about, you know, whenever you say something should be done, you should do it yourself. And then um, how we met was through that organization. You came and you spoke at one of the deep dives that I was uh, um, co-leading and and now you're running it now you own it now now that organization is yours and I, and i'm curious what was it about the organization that made you kind of step up and say this is something that on top of the million and one things that you're already doing this is something that i want to to do and, and, and lead and, you know, and, and take over? Um, I think two things. One, um, I was in a place that the organization grew, um, got to a really good place. And then, um, things changed, you know, as things change, you know, passion change, values change, all of those things change. And, um, and the organization got to a place that um, Teresa just had the two options. Uh, one option was pass it on and the other one was shutting it down. And she was seriously considering, she, considering shutting it down. And, um, and it came down to one conversation. Hmm. Um, if we want to pass it on to someone, Iman, you're the only person that we want to pass it on to. Or um, or we're going to shut it down. And EBC meant so much to me because of how it gave me validation for uh, for the work I was doing. Sam, um, every day I before ebc before being accepted in ebc every day i saw myself that i'm a marketer that i'm trying to bring heart to marketing to business mm. but is it really being seen is it really being understood is it and and i always thought that it doesn't and then ebc accepted me and i'm like oh no people actually see that i'm doing some transformational work mm-hmm. and um and I wanted to recreate that for other people to have that feeling, to have that validation, to have that place. And um, and I just couldn't see EBC um, to die. And um, and the only way that I was willing to accept it was if I knew that I have the most amazing support. And um, I talked to Teresa, and um, and both of us said, if you are going to be involved. Um, it makes sense. So, if you had said no, uh, I wouldn't own EBC today, and uh, EBC would die. Really, um, you almost said I was running EBC. I don't run EBC. I just own EBC. But you are the one who is running EBC, and Laura um, uh, Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if if you two were not involved, EBC wouldn't be here. Um, and of course, as you know. We went through a major uh, transition, yeah. much more challenging than we expected. 
and we are right now at a place that we have to go to the drawing board and we're gonna see okay the next step and the next ebc is going to be this um yeah. but but like we did the transition finally got through it finally yes <laughs> right finally we got through the transition everything finished literally 10 days ago um and um yeah and so now we are we're on the journey and so um i can't wait to turn ebc to the new playground for open-minded um conscious transformational leaders who want to learn from one another and um and share uh, their methods with each other and collaborate with each other and grow and expand and create most amazing things in the world and that kind of ties back to what you were just saying before about the younger generation and about sort of preserving this knowledge and preserving the experience that those who are 40 plus have had to be able to pass it on to the next generation so that knowledge isn't lost yes exactly Wonderful. Well, Aman, it's been a true, true pleasure to have you on my show. Um, you know, we were thinking maybe having you on for my last show of last year, but that didn't work. And you said, oh, but I could do the, the one of this year. And I thought, oh, perfect way to start off the year. So I really want to thank you for taking the time out to, to come on my show. It, it, I am truly honored to be your friend. I'm truly honored to you know, be involved with the EBC with you to be involved with Action Era and, and, and to just be in your world, because I feel you're a wonderful example of how you can be both a good business person, you can be successful, you can make a lot of money, and you can still have heart and you can still be conscious, you can still treat people as human beings. Uh, and And you can basically have the best of both worlds. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed being on this show with you and doing this interview. Yeah, look forward to seeing you soon. And, and if people want to learn more about you or learn about Action Era, how should they reach out or, or where should they go? Well, about me, the best place is imanagai.com. My life changes so much that the best place is actually there um, to keep posted. And then Action Era is actionera.com is going to probably be in the footnotes yes yes so all the links will be in the notes and uh links to your amazon author page as well since you have so many books that you're involved with so man thank you so much i wish you all the best for 2024 may it be the best year ever i look forward to being on the adventure with you um and i'm, I'm very grateful for having you in my life thank you very much it was great to be here Wonderful. Thank you. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. Sanaya, also, I'm sorry I didn't get to you, your comment on the Facebook uh, live stream. Thank you as well. I really appreciate all of my loyal listeners. Thank you for staying with me over the years. We have got some amazing shows in store for you this year. I'm already booked out until May. 
And of course, we will be back next week at the same time. And don't forget to stay tuned for Frank's show, Frank About Health, later today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, Friday, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern with Philanthropy and Focus, always Friday and Intangify. And of course, next week, we start off Tuesday evenings with The Hard Skills with Mira Branku. And we will be having more new shows coming on soon. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.